time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, the mouthpiece of the Northeast, TJ fucking Bowser. And joining me today is Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gore Hans? The killing machine himself, Bobby Amon. What's up, you Bobby? And <laughs> Bobby Amon. And co hosting today, the loud mouth of the South, Scoop Steve. Damn right. How's it going? Come ahead. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Vasquez. Yes, it is an honor to be here, fellas. It's a pleasure to have you. So as you guys can see, Chadwick is not here. It is another vagina doctor appointment. <laughs> but we will proceed as planned with a review of Maniac Cop 2 from 1990. But first, as you all know, it is time for your slice of life. Hey, Johnny, you went this week. Oh, wow. Let's see. Besides enjoy this delicious piece of movie uh which it really was um enjoyed a little pool time uh we uh my co-host uh and i co-host with the most i should say uh we actually came back after a month hiatus yesterday and did episode eight of wake and bake so check that out on do Bag discussion Very nice. um <laughs> yes uh, play a little bit of games. Uh, unfortunately, was in a potential another fucking quarantine lockdown uh, just for a couple days. So it wasn't anything that was more of like somebody who works with somebody else has potentially came in contact. So we got to wait till we hear a test result, blah, 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 blah. Same bullshit as last time. Just happened a lot faster. So two thumbs up to that, at least. <laughs> oh, man, that is literally the fucking world right now. And it sucks. But mm-hmm. fuck it, man. We keep on, right? So other than that, man, uh, enjoyed some enjoyed some games. Been playing fucking uh, PS4, like I mentioned on uh, Wake and Bake yesterday. Been playing Days Gone uh, to fit with the nice horror aesthetic, uh, horror aesthetic of the show. Uh, and then I also uh, took a little trip to the dollar store this week. Ooh. Uh, and actually, this was shout out to Gorehound Heather Dye. Uh, she actually mentioned she did this first. What's up, Brody, by the way? Brody, sexy motherfucker. So, yo, dude, if you guys got a Dollar Tree in your area, go fucking there now. Obviously, you're a horror nerd. You're listening to this shit. So, yo, I picked up fucking... Let's see if I can get in the light here. I picked up Dog Soldiers on Blu-ray, which, you know, who doesn't love a good werewolf movie? That is 35-millimeter film, the entire movie. Ooh. I picked up the final girls, which I've been dying to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, definitely fits my aesthetic. And one that we've reviewed and we all personally love on this show, The Return of the Living Dead, which oh, I yeah. love wow. this fucking cover, yes. dude. At the fucking dollar store. At the fucking dollar <laughs> store, bro. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I made out so many. Thought, man. Right? Yeah, I Walmart, made out. Walmart's got $5 bin. Fucking no, dude, store. fuck that, man. Dollar Tree all the way. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Go to Dollar Store. Dude, they, you know what? They had actually, uh, they had, and I should have picked it up. I don't know why the fuck I did it. 
but it was eight episodes of Toxic Crusaders. Oh, on fucking DVD. Wow. Oh, wow. Dude. dude, my daughter's like, what's this? And I'm like, you have no you idea. have no idea. You have no idea about could, our childhood. I could I'm see like, your I don't like, even. I'm like, no. Daddy doesn't even know why this existed when I was a child. Like, honestly, <laughs> like how this has even existed, or like who who's doing enough coke that day? He was like, yo, you know, Toxic Avenger. Yeah, we should make that a kids show. <laughs> and let's throw it on CBS. Let's throw it on CBS. Saturday oh, fucking love it. But other than that, man, just enjoying life. Uh, Scoo Steve. How yeah, you bet, my brother. I've been good, man. You know, just uh, I got back to work. Um, I, my summer vacation's over. So uh, we went back to work last week and was working out of the office. Then we got told on Thursday that Friday would be our last day in the office and we're working from home now. So oh no shit. now I'm back home. Um, over the weekend, didn't do much. Stayed in, uh, made burgers and, you know, worked on a couple of um, Tommy Jarvis figures that I'm making up and... That's nice. pretty much it. I mean, this is uh right here, my little opening scene part five, Tommy Jarvis that I made. I want oh, that's awesome. I want yeah. one of those. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's really it, man. I mean, I watched, of course, Maniac Cop 2, one of my all-time favorite movies, one of my favorite uh, cosplays. I have I haven't anywhere to wear this thing yet, but I, I will. Enough. I will soon. Soon, you know. Once all this COVID, I feel like over. we need to have a photo shoot in a graveyard of you just smacking things with the goddamn baton. <laughs> well, you know. Okay, so when I first bought it, when I first got the mask in, I had a photo shoot planned, uh-huh. but the only reason we canceled the photo shoot was because there was protests and everything going on at that time. So I didn't want to dress up as a maniac cop and go. You know, <laughs> you know what? I'll do a photo you, shoot you make a you know? very, very valid point there. Like, I mean, oh shit. So we we just kind of thought, you know, we'll wait till things kind of cool down a little yeah. bit, and then you know we'll yeah. go downtown and walk around. You know, I, I live in. We just got hit by a hurricane actually over the over the weekend. I forgot to mention that I'm in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. So hurricane hit us. wasn't that bad, but um, you know, walk around downtown Corpus. You know, while there's people, you know, we didn't luckily we'd have no riots, but, you know, protesting. I just didn't want to cause any any unneeded drama. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's a smart call, soon, bro. soon I will do pictures. Well, now, what if hypothetically, what if you were actually the savior? What if you showed up and like <laughs> everyone just fucking dispersed? So like, fuck me. Like, See, Cordell's that- we 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 thought about that also, like <laughs> because they were having one of you know they were having a protest in front of City Hall, and I was like, let's go, like I'm down, I don't care, and they get stabbed, whatever, it'll make for a great shoot, but you know, it'll make for a great shoot. <laughs> but we you just hear him walking down the sidewalk and the the baton smacking off the fucking fence and everyone stops and slowly turns. Bro, do you have have a full knife baton? I don't yet. I'm actually working on it right now. Um, Oh, sweet. You can't, you can't, they they don't make them. You can't order. Right, 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 right. right. So it's something that I have to make myself. I don't have that yet, but I need it. I'm actually surprised that's not a well-made prop. Well, you think it would be. Uh, Well. Would you? I don't know. Listen. I've seen some shit that was made that definitely should not have been. I mean, that's fair. And obviously, <laughs> Taylor I mean, Swift sells a wooden dildo for her new album. So, uh, see what does I mean? she really? Yeah, yeah, she does. That seems like that would give splinters. Mm-hmm. 
We're not mm. worried about that. Maybe it's varnished. I don't know. Yeah, it's varnished, <laughs> varnished very well. Oh. Water resistant. If not, okay. we'll yeah, right. Holy shit, dude! Love it, love it, love it. Bobby, how was your weekend, man? Uh, my weekend was good. I was uh, I was with my girlfriend. We had a a family party yesterday for one of her uh, family friends. So we were cooking in in the pool a lot because it was fucking scorching hot yesterday. Anyway, yeah, it was. Oh, it was terrible. And then uh, just been chilling out, really. I got a, um, a few horror things on the way. I won't mention what they are. You'll have to wait till next week, like everybody else. And then um, that's about it. And then cosplay stuff. Jason is still in the works. I'm taking my time way more than I ever have with any other cosplay because there's nothing happening. So right. I take time to look over all details and everything. No. By the time I actually debut this at a show or a photo shoot, it's probably going to be over a year that it's been in the making. So, God damn. And I'm happy with that. It right. More time to make it look badass. Yeah, That's because right. even even when you think, you know, because I, I cosplay as Jason too. So even when you think, okay, it's perfect, you put it on and you're like, well, I could do this to it or I could weather this a little bit more. So mm-hmm. we got all that time. There you, know? you go. We'll there see what go. happened with mine is I did a test shot. And I went like this. No. Like everything was bad. I threw those clothes away. I have I'm ordering new ones. Really? So I, I guess wow. back ripped out. Yeah. It was that it was that bad. It looked good. I put it on. Nope. And I went, nope, get the fuck out of here. So we started I'm starting fresh with it. No nice. shit. But I still have the undercarriage and stuff. Like that stuff is still fine. I can right. rip the shirts at the right spot and make them look. So that's fine. I just gotta re-glue some spots. Other than that, all is okay, boss man. How about you? Okay, guys. So as I say every week, I did podcasts here, there, and everywhere. Head on over to Rabbit Hole and listen to our episode with the lovely Toy Newkirk. That was a great episode that we did on Saturday. Yesterday, we did Wake and Bake and a new episode of Jerk the Curtain. We reviewed Eddie Kingston versus Cody Rhodes with one of the most savage promos ever cut. It was brutal. Yes, Scorched Earth Tactics by Old Kingston. I did get some horror stuff, which I'll talk about now rather than later. I did get four new Blu-rays that are on the way, and those are Night Killer, Death Warmed Up, Next of Kin, and Skinner, which I believe is a Raimi film. Might have Campbell in it. Uh, And then I ordered some Evil Dead 2 stuff. I ordered a silicone severed hand that I'm going to have gripping onto this during shows and then i ordered the uh severed hand flipping someone off on a plaque so i can have (laughs) nice yes and then i have uh rod blaine from betteroffdead.net making me a part four hero glove not on elm street that way i can have my nightmare family signed it appropriately so i have a grail piece eventually hell yeah dude badass yeah so worked on some more pre-production stuff on some podcasts. Speaking of that, Steve will be uh, launching his new show, Somewhat Supernatural, in the distant future. We yes. got the first episode of Comics and Kaijus in, the second episode of Box Office Banter in, and all of that will be coming at you sometime next week. Steve, do we have a time for Somewhat Supernatural? Um, I have, I, I actually have everything ready for the first episode. Um, I have the first topic ready to go. Um, so hopefully, hopefully within the next two weeks, we, we can get that going. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. 
Uh, we got some gorehounds out there. Uh, shout out to Hannah Fox. Hi, Hannah. Joseph Hi. Marino and Frankie Clayton. Joe, what's up, what's what's up Joe on? and Frankie? What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us on this stream. But as usual, just did a lot of stuff, worked all the time, and you know, Mr. 88 gimmick is pulling through. But we're here today to review, more importantly, Maniac Cop 2 from 1990. And it's directed by William Lustig, written by Larry Cohen, produced by Larry Cohen, starring Robert Davi as Detective Lieutenant Sean McKinney, Claudia Christian as Officer Susan Riley, Robert Dazar as Officer Matthew Cordell slash The Maniac Cop, Michael Lerner as Deputy Commissioner Edward Doyle, Bruce Campbell as Officer Jack Forrest Jr., Lawrence, Lorene, is that right? Lorraine Landon as Officer Teresa Mallory, Lawrence Williams III as Joseph T. Blum, Leo Rosie as Stephen Turkle, fuck yeah, Paula <laughs> Turkey as Cheryl. Music by Jay Chataway. Cinematography by James Lemo, not Leno. Edited by David Kern, distributed by Live Entertainment. Released July 18th, 1990, runtime of 88 midgets. Budget of $4 million, even though... Chad does not have that there. Gross, nothing, because it did not have a theatrical release. Rather, it had a VHS release. Mm. Damn shame. Damn shame. Yeah. Now I will show you guys. Uh, who wants to say it? Bobby? Roll that, roll that beautiful bean footage. There we go. So this is the oh, Blue Underground trailer. Main He's still alive. Forever. Again. You can't Again. kill the dead. Why is this been kept from the public and the press? When this leaks out, people are not going to want to pick up the phone and dial 911. We're looking at a bloodbath here. Let's let ourselves a serious I touched his hand. Full fucking Terminator scene. Dude. Dude. There's the $4 million budget. <laughs> What'd you see? Oh, that chainsaw. He had a reason for coming here. He's got a reason for everything he does. Did you ever see anything so nasty? We're else going to pay you a visit and you'll see him. He must be visiting hours because my friend is back. Fucking right. Dude, great. Oh, we'll talk about it. All the cops in the world can't stop Bill Bell. So much. You murdered him. You're pushing me too far. Oh, you've been using the entire third action sequence. You'll be screaming, blue murder. Ooh, so not Ooh. good for the Ooh. time we're in right now. No, not at all. <laughs> screaming blue murder. Well, as we were watching that, I'm just like this. I'm like, oh, the time we picked. <laughs> you know, I, but we couldn't have planned it. Listen, no. you know what? When we reviewed the first one, I'm pretty fucking sure we said the same thing, dude. Like, <laughs> honest to God. Like, I'd also this- like to mention that last week was the 35th anniversary of this film. Oh, nice. We keep yeah. doing that somehow, man. And you know what people might think they're like it always teams up dude like us with bloody disgusting or something like that there's always seems to be something relevant to that time when we're fucking reviewing it dude it's weird as fuck yeah it is but i love it 
<laughs> Wonderful. Oh, Don Shell, holla holla. What is up? Hello. Hello, Hello Don. So, All do you guys right. want to call down under before we uh, start talking about this? Absolutely. Yeah, dude. As long as he's available, let's do it. Oh, he's always available for a little call. Yo, man, that motherfucker's been up for a little bit. He's nice and showered. Showered what? Ready, Kane, my doppelganger, Kanga Banger from Down Under. What's up, brother? Not much, matey. Just uh, getting. Oh, just watching the show, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah! So, Maniac Cop Two. Oh, mate, <laughs> mate. Just let me start off by saying this film screams nothing but nostalgia to me. Um, it's definitely one of the greatest horror sequels of all time uh, that I would watch religiously as a kid. It has it has it all: ultra violence, comedy, action, a uh, kick-ass soundtrack. I mean, what more can you want from a genre film like this? It's in my top twenty horror films of all time, and trust me, I've gone through that list with a fine fucking tooth comb. So, damn. Yeah, I sat I sat there and counted thirty deaths in this film. Thirty fucking deaths. Now that's insane. So this leads me to choosing my favorite kill. But fuck that. I'm going with my favorite fucking scene. And it's riddled with kills. That police massacre scene. I love that shit. It, it's definitely the standout of the film for me. Um, right. Now, I have no questions about this film, but can I just say that there are two reviews that I would like to read out, if I may, Mr. Bowser. Okay. Variety calls it a thinking man's exploitation film improving on the original and the Alamo draft as simply states, it's quite truly the greatest 80s action horror movie ever made. <laughs> Maniac Cop 2, you have the right to remain silent forever. <laughs> Very nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was now, what, what do you call that, Brody? I call it a I, – look, I have no words to describe that accent, but I just call it a – what have I, I've actually written down here, American Deep – Trail of voice. Yes. <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> you know some that fits it perfectly. Nothing. I just saw it and I'm like, fuck it, that'll do. Okay, Love brother. It. So before we let you go, final score. I'm going to have to give this one a five out of five. Absolutely. Oh wow. Oh wow. Setting the bar high. Yeah. Fucking yeah. A, dude. Well, thank you for calling in this week. Uh we'll catch you next week, Brody. No, no worries. Catch you later, boys. See you Peace later. Out. Out. Cheers. Okay, guys. So let's talk wow. up to dude. Five out of five. Damn, Brody. Oh. What the fuck? You fucking <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> right? Boy, he's gonna be disappointed with any everybody else's if we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, five out of five. What do we got? Sorry in advance, but restarts Australia brush fire after after horrible movies. Oh man, he can. I think he'll be able to take the the review. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Oh, hey. Dude. Hey, no. remember what happened last time I reviewed something bad? <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't want to even bring that shit up, but I'm... yeah, come on now, come on now. Although I mean, I, I say that, but I also did it yesterday during yeah, fucking wake up. So, so I can't really say shit. I guess, dude. 
This is true. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. Okay, okay. It's too good. It's too good, dude. I got yeah. it out of my system. I got it out of my system. <laughs> so who wants, um, who wants to read this story? Scoob, you want to take it? I, I will take it. I will take okay. it. All right, here's the plot rundown for Maniac Cop 2. This sequel to Maniac Cop pits Matt Cordell, Robert Zadar, the crazed, murderous Maniac Cop of the first film, now horribly disfigured after particularly brutal stay in prison. And Turkle, Leo Rossi, a serial killer who likes to murder strippers, because who doesn't, <laughs> against a frenzied New York PD detective, Sean McKinney, Robert Davi, who is just one step ahead of a nervous breakdown. His nerves don't get much relief when Officer Jack Forrest, the chin Bruce Campbell, <laughs> and Teresa Mallory, Laureen Landon, insist that Cordell is still alive. Not only alive, but unkillable. Ooh. Then Jack is murdered, and the silent maniac cop breaks Turkle out of jail. With a group of rancid prisoners, they take police department psychologist Susan Riley, Claudia Christian, hostage. When the prisoners attempt a massive prison break, McKinney musters his forces to hunt down Cordell and Turkle and save Susan. Dun, 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 dun. So, my first words on this is Rosie's character is the best fucking thing in the world. He reminds me a lot of, and it's just the look and the way he talks. Charles Manson. Oh, that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. what? Like, every time, every time I see this movie, I'm like, that's Charles Manson. That's Charles Have Manson. Have you ever seen the TV show The Lead? Yes. Yes. He looks like Ralphie. Ralphie. Yeah. 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 Oh, Ralphie Bomb. <laughs> ready to see my dick. <laughs> and it reminded me so much that whole fucking apartment scene where he's like, yeah, 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 yeah Cordell, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? Rafi, dude. That would be great to ask that dude who plays Rafi if if this is where he kind of got some ideas. Yes, for right. Cordell right? and him are Eskimo brothers. So yes. right. <laughs> so I love this guy because I'm pretty sure his hair literally connects in full helmet form dude like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like you could literally take it off and he'd be like a lego dude you know what i mean like, but oh my god dude he was such a crazy character but such a great <laughs> oh shit bro damn <laughs> damn for the audio I, listeners for the audio I like listeners. this movie but now i want to give it a shit review just to see what <laughs> <laughs> i don't Brody, you I don't want to fuck you. I don't want to fuck you. Uh, message in my yeah. Facebook, you know. Oh. So Brody's calling out TJ if we don't review a five out of five of this book. He's gonna no, live stream. Yeah, Brody, it'll be fuck you slowly. Yo, dude, slowly. I don't know, man. Have you seen the gifts he gives us every week, dude? Brody's got yeah. he's got some shit under in his leaves, dude. It'd be uh, it'd be pretty intense. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. Oh man. Shut up. So. Dude. Guys, uh, yes. I do want to talk before we get really into like some of our favorite things. Where and how did we watch this film? Tubi. Tubi. I also okay. watched it on Tubi. I watched and, it on Amazon Prime. Okay, Ooh, nice. so we all got the really shitty DVD uh, rip version. Okay. Now, and... Chad, Chad, Chadwick, the non-attending uh, host this time, he said if you watch it on Shutter, we get the proper 2K scan. Oh, son of a bitch. I didn't know it was on show. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, I, I believe it was a Joe Bob thing not too long ago, oh, really? which is why it would be on shutter. But I can't be sure of that. Well, if I watch it again coming up, I know where to go now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, it, 
wait, pre, for pre-show, I checked relevant yeah. prices. The Arrow release for Maniac Cop 1 is currently $30. The release for Maniac Cop 2 and 3 on Blu-ray sits about $22 on Amazon. That's not bad. And it's always the combo pack of two and three, right? Yes. So you can get one through three for about 70 bucks shipped. Hmm. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I did notice, and I think we mentioned this when we watched the first one, but you can always find two and three anywhere, like on Prime or TV and shit like that, but you can never find the first one. And if the first one's there, the other two are not. Yeah. It's pretty fucking funny. I will tell you that accompanying the VHS quality was VHS sound. And, and whatever this fucking amazing TV is I have now has to point out all the horrible fucking things in this. So I had this <laughs> droning hiss noise, the whole fucking movie that made me want to fucking stab my eardrums until it stopped. <laughs> because Were you watching with headphones or surround sound? It started with headphones. Let's just and say that. And then it was just like, bah! Fuck this mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> any serious scene. Where it was direct conversation was hell on earth. Really? Oh, Damn. it was Damn. just them talking and shh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, stop! <laughs> That's a big fat fuck. Means you gotta other eat more popcorn, that, dude. You gotta be louder on the crushing. But other than that, everything on screen was fucking fantastic. It oh, was yeah, a glorious fucking 11. Yeah. It was a spinal tap turned up to 11 version of the first film. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The makeup, the effects, the gore, everything. The only thing I think I will kind of give it a little stab at is how much we saw of reused footage from the first one. But at the Mm. same time, not entirely a terrible idea. Because at least with the recap of the first one, I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched the first one since we reviewed it. So it was kind of nice to see that. Yeah, and I mean, for people who haven't seen them right. yet, you know, and like you said, it's hard to find it online. You it's know, like, so uh, the you have it right there. I mean, yeah. you got the whole fight scene, which, you know, you could question, do you need the whole fight scene? But at the same time, I fucking, you know what, dude? It's a funny fight scene, dude. And it's and awesome. And must I say, it increases market value because then Bruce Campbell's on screen longer. Yes. yes is. That is very, very true. Fun. Um, and for anyone same wait are we are we into the spoil can we start spoiling stuff we now? can start spoilers but we can sit here and complain but it's not those films no it's not I, I had to think about like wait what the fuck you okay, yeah, like, yes. it, it's at? not the entire first yeah. film Garbage day. yeah uh, <laughs> man we haven't said that in a minute haven't we oh. uh, it's been a while but no dude I, I i agree it was it was a great sequel it's actually everything you want in a sequel. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wish we had a little bit more Bruce Campbell, but it's okay because you need the story to continue on. And he, mm-hmm. does, you know, he's Did obviously going to cost much. That we haven't reviewed a, a like a series, like a, a main role Bruce Campbell movie. No, Every movie that we do, it's he's a cameo or he's a supporting character. No, yeah. dude, Mania Cop 1, he was the main character. True. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right. True, true, true. Like it took. Granted, he wasn't at first because you got exposed to his wife, and then that's how you met him with cheating. But then she got killed. Blah blah blah. So he took over. So he was kind of like a weird, shitty main character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but he's still not. He's not. 
right no level. I, you know what i mean no i know and and that movie skinner i bought is a raimi film and i think campbell's in that as well nice Yo, raimi was supposedly in this but i didn't see him where did i miss him i'll have to check notes and see if it's in there once we go through those okay because yeah. i saw him on the cast and i was like what i did my own research and i didn't see anything about raimi in that either so hmm. weird but yo shout out i wish he had some lines but the main also, man mr danny trejo danny trejo and i was like oh my god look at young 45 year old danny trejo <laughs> <laughs> he looked exactly the same as he does now he looks right, exactly dude, the same. No, there's like no a, difference oh. he might have a little bit more wrinkles right now that's about it but that's just sun yeah. you know what i mean like that's a, <laughs> a wrinkle is a wrinkle Oh my god, dude! That as soon as you see that, you don't even have to see like all of his face, man. You know what I mean? Like you just saw like his fucking eyes and his head or his uh, forehead, dude. And I was like, "Oh, is it?" And then you saw the stash, and you're like, "Yes, it is." And, and I had never noticed it. I had never noticed that he was in this movie until I rewatched it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So uh, you guys want to know some uh, cool behind the scenes stuff as we continue to? Yeah, you know what? We should probably jump into that. So I would like to mention that uh, originally Turkle was supposed to be played by one of my favorite actors of all time. And this film actually ended up being dedicated to him. Uh, Joe Spinell was originally supposed to play Turkle. This, however, would have Brit. This would have bridged Lustig's Maniac Cop series with Maniac. Maniac, no shit. However, Spinell died before filming. His last film is 1989's The Undertaker, which I have in its final form over there. It is arguably one of my favorite Spinell films over Maniac, Fight Me. Uh, but And he w- was replaced by Rosie. This film is dedicated to Spinell at the end of the credits. No okay. shit. All That's right. awesome. Damn. I did not no watch idea. the end credits, so... But, now, uh, uh, also, staying on the topic of Rosie, whenever he visited the strip club, that was a real strip club, and all the uh, strippers were just paid as extras to amp up the realism. And Rosie was actually thrown out of the strip club by two bouncers after he scared one of the strippers by making direct eye contact. <laughs> nice. yeah. right. It's that Charles Manson look. He's getting yeah. in the character, dude. He's got that crazy eye. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. Yo, that's... I hope those strip clubs, dude, like use this also as like advertisement for themselves. They were like, yo, we're in a fucking horror movie, Maniac Cop 2. You know what I mean? You, like you walk in, you walk in and, and all of the strippers are dressed like Cordell. That's that's oh my God. Uh, that was cool. That you know, was weird, the, but like, hey, at the same time. <laughs> at the same time, if we're to, if we're talking nineteen, what was this, eighty-eight? We're talking eighty-eight uh New York. They gave us a montage of all the venues, dude, like on the main strips. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. literally it was advertising all well, the titties. I don't, I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, Friday the 13th Part 8 pretty much established that if you don't have a store montage or people walking montage, it's not. it doesn't take place in New York. Right. It does not. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that true. Even well, though this film was mainly shot in New Jersey and uh, L.A. Right. And Vancouver. Well, te- wait, the first one was what, 86 or 87? Was it just the year prior? I feel like it was 87. I feel like it was 87. So then we're talking part eight was 88. I thought it came out of 90. What was that? 90? 90. 90. 90. 90. You talking about Maniac Cop? 
two? No, we're talking about uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Eight. Oh, um, Part Eight was Part Eight was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Okay, eighty nine. So maybe maybe Maniac Cop one set the bar for how you have to have a New York style movie. Ah, there mm-hmm. we go. All right, there we go. All right. So you want me to uh, take this first uh, behind the scene there, Big Daddy? Yeah, go for that. Right, sure. Do it. So Mr. Bruce Campbell has jokingly stated at conventions that he does not like being reminded or even being asked questions of this film as he was going through a messy divorce during filming. Violators of this taboo will quickly find themselves at the receiving end of Campbell's legendary ruthless razor wit. And that dude's had some fucking practice. Mm-hmm. This has led, I mean, why would you want to go against that chin anyways? You know what I mean, dude? Like, Ooh, good point. We, we, yeah, dude. It's legendary. Almost as legendary as Zadar's. You know what I mean, dude? Like, Zadar's. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Listen, I, we all love Campbell's chin, but I'm saying as for chin. Zadar's chin was. We talked about chin. this in the last review of the first one. Like, if there was a battle of the chins, who would win? That was my big question. Bizarre. Zadar, Zadar's not the chin, though. He's the jowls. Like, he True. was the whole fucking thing. <laughs> you know what? Actually, yeah, I, think I, had it, I think I had him fighting Jaws from fucking... Uh, <laughs> uh, Bond? From yeah, Jordan. James Bond. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, sorry. Back to behind the scenes. So Speaking of being Bond, isn't Davi a James Bond villain? Who's that? Isn't Robert Davi a James Bond villain? Uh yes. What movie? I am not a Bond guy, dude. I, I can not answer. License to no, Kill. I want to say it was License to Kill, Bobby. Yeah, it was probably. Yeah, was, yeah because that was later in the eighties. Because okay. that was. Uh, Look at us knowing our stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Timothy Dalton played Bond, so yes, it was that one. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, with. Campbell's razor wit. This has led to convention goers deliberately bringing up the film in order to have the honor of being insulted by him. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean how, how great would that be for, if, for the chin to tell you to fuck off? Right. And I then, guess if, if you want to set a bar, personally, I would not want that. But that's, you know, <laughs> that's just me. Boy, but, it's amazing what a divorce does. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, he was just starting out like he knows what he's he knows what he's really liked for. She must so. have been a real bitch if he'll put if he'll deal with deadites all day, but he won't deal with her. Well, I mean, you know, doing deadites all day got him to roll around with Lucy Lawless for a little bit. So fair you enough. Know, this is that, true. That, that was a win right there. I would say. You, you, who who was? Win. Do we know who this woman was for this divorce? Uh, you, you, you look it up. I'm going to look her up. Okay. Uh, let's see. So TJ already kind of hit this one with uh, Joe Spinelli. Uh, Christine Vo, fucking bitch. Really? Okay. <laughs> Fuck her. Fuck her. We got your back, Campbell. Fuck now her. We could never get a proper interview about this film because of her. <laughs> right? They were only married from '83 to '89, so. Oh no shit. Yep. Continue. <laughs> so uh, Matt Cordell, also, or you know, Robert Zadar, mm-hmm. speaks only once in this whole film giving his surname and it was a it was definitely a raspy low <clears throat> made you definitely think he was dead at that point oh, i got yeah. a question for you boys if john doesn't have it already how long was he underwater to make him look like that not very long <laughs> well how do you know have they, did, a, did they establish a time frame after the end of one i well, feel like I, it was like how soon did he come back long. 
how soon did he come back in part one from him dying? It was almost, I mean, no, no, was it two years? Because so, I'm talking about we at the end of first one, we see him, his hand come out of the water. Right. I would say it's instantaneous because they show you the end of the first one. Right? Why the good. fuck does he look waterlogged? This is true. Yeah. I think well, it's, that's, again, I mean, it's waterlogged, but I also think it's more decay too. Cause he, I think he's literally just dead. Okay, but, but he wasn't that decayed in the first movie. Are you saying it's just rapid decomposition? I have no idea, dude. I don't know why the hell he's walking around. He's a fucking yeah. corpse. You know what I mean? Like, I say it's movie magic. You no, know, you guys movie are magic allowed to accuse movie logic. into things too deeply. You are looking into right. it way too deeply. <laughs> way too deeply. <laughs> I it's, give John shit for all the time. For it's no, a that's fucking fair. movie. I mean, like, I look at it as different makeup effects. They just yeah. want to deal with it, just like from part seven to part eight for Jason. Thank you. Just like Jason. That's exactly what I was just about to say, Bobby. High five. Because, like, Damn. what? The first one will look like he actually had, like, fucking bacon strips across his fucking face. Yeah. The only like thing that. that's consistent is the cuts. Yeah. The cuts. Right. And, and right. they did really good with that as far as, you know, makeup consistency with the cuts. Now, as far as the whole look, of course, it's completely different, whatever. But the, the cuts were, I mean, they did them fucking damn near perfect. Yeah. Dude, and he takes a fucking beating in this movie, man. It just keeps going. That whole fucking fire sequence. Uh, does it have anything on the fire sequence? Because I have actually some information. If you do, uh, hit it up. I will look in okay. here. If, if it's not mentioned in the notes, it actually took three days to film the fire sequence. And Shit. then uh, at first, Rossi did not want to do the arm touch thing where Cordell touches him and then his arm catches on fire. He okay. actually threw a big fit about that. And uh, the only way he would do it is if the director did it first. So the director literally ran over, fucking threw the sleeve on, lit it on, and said, okay, you can do it now. There's actually a behind-the-scenes photo of the director standing there looking at his arm like this. Nice. <laughs> nice. Shit, dude. nice. And funny. Rosie goes, holy shit, you actually did it. He goes, I guess I have to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. No, actually, I don't see that in here, so – Good. Kudos to that. My research is, is paying off. You know, and does it say anything about the girl having a miscarriage during this film? Ooh, that I the main actress, that. Claudia Christian, uh, during her oh. physical, failed to mention that she was pregnant. And during the scene where she was hanging out the window and handcuffed to the car, she actually had a miscarriage. Bro, that was a hell of a fucking wow. scene, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the stunt person on that scene, they got thrown the fuck away. Fun fact: there was actually a mishap during one of the takes, and it uh, the car kept going, dragging her on the platform below while chained, like while attached. She didn't get hurt, but she was in near shock from the incident. Oh damn! Holy shit! Yeah, they said that she got dragged uh, like two hundred feet. I'm sure that was definitely a butthole puckering moment for sure. Yes, um, definitely, definitely. Holy I think fuck. it's more than that, but we'll cover right. That. <laughs> so can, apparently, Robert Downey Sr. Yes, was initially going to betray Lee uh, Lev Brady. Interesting. We don't see a lot of him. No, but had to bow out due to personal issues. William Lustig asked Charles Napier at the last minute to play Brady instead. William Lustig. Set his arm on fire. Oh, okay, yep. So that's what yeah. you just said with the arm on fire. Uh, so William Lustig and Claudia did not get along during the shooting of the film. Eh, that happens everywhere. Actually, just- she didn't get along with the other dude either. Uh, the Davi. Oh, they really? The whole fucking time. 
Fun fact, uh, during contract negotiations, about halfway through filming, she went to her trailer pissed off. And on the way there, she realized Dobby's trailer was bigger than her. So she called her agent and her agent came out with a fucking ruler and found out that Dobby's trailer was 10 feet larger than hers. So she demanded either you give me the trailer or I'm walking off the film. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. She actually quit actually halfway through filming. Who the uh, fuck does she think she is? And it had to hire her back. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, dude. Fuck that. Again. My research is paying off. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. So uh, here's another one about the chase scene. During the production of the chase scene, the fuel cell, a, uh, a small ca- gas canister for stunt driving to reduce chance of explosion for the taxi didn't arrive on time. So the stunt proceeded despite this, and the gas tank actually caught fire from the sparks generated from the wheel rims uh, scraping against the pavement. The stunt driver fled from the... Flaming car, as one should. <laughs> the no. fire was doused, and the film was <clears throat> the film was briefly halted from production. Damn. Fun fact: uh, d- that scene was not filmed on a soundstage. It was actually filmed in New York. All the stunt scenes uh, involving cars and stuff like that were filmed during Christmas time. So the cops were very like already out on the streets. Okay, happy to help with the production as they were getting paid overtime. So they would shut down random sections of the city off, streets off, so they could do this. So I guess during this to- this uh, rim on pavement scene, they all turned a blind eye and allowed them to do it on a on a vacant street. That's cool. Oh, nice. Talk nice. about getting away with shit in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Hey, Steve, would uh, would you like to take over from here a little bit? Yeah, buddy. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right, let's see. So where were we? Post-production for this picture was only two and a half months. William Lustig wow. had three different editors working around the clock <laughs> to have this movie ready in time to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. God damn. Ooh, all right. Talk about fucking pressure, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck. You know, we've done, I've done short films that we're trying to get done in a short amount of time, but that, for a big production like this, that's, that's insane. Right. Uh, William Lustig told some financiers that he had cast Robert Davi in the lead role before he actually <laughs> had done so. So he lied his ass off to get this movie made. That's awesome. Hey, he got it done. Yeah, yeah he right. got it done. He did. He got it done. Hey man, you do what you gotta do, right? Damn right. So New Line Cinema expressed interest in giving this movie a theatrical release in America, which would have been amazing to see. Yeah, but- New Line. Why did you... Yeah, seriously. The commissioner from this movie, Michael Lerner, and the mayor from the first movie, Kim Lerner, are actually brothers in real life. Oh, no shit. Yeah. All I can ever think of is that dude is, uh, I remember him from 98 Godzilla playing. Fun fact, I don't know if it's mentioned in the notes, but during the uh, police shootout scene in the the, police station, the person to die is the director's brother. The first oh, guy, in the, oh, in the range there? No shit. Nice. It's awesome, dude. So, moving on. In the convenience store robbery scene, Marco Rodriguez tells the clerk he is free to go, just like he said in Cobra, another movie with Marco Rodriguez, who plays the store robber. I was just going to say that. I'm like, yeah, I know that guy from somewhere else. Way, way to be typecast, buddy. Way to be typecast. <laughs> sweet fucking teeth, man. Oh, I'm bitches. 
Claudia Christian also starred in Upworld with Robert Zadar. Both Maniac Cop 2 and Upworld were initially released in 1990. So Zadar had two releases that year. That's awesome. Uh, The cemetery at the end of the film is Calvary Cemetery in Queens, New York. The cemetery was also used as a location in Lucio Fulci's 1980 film City of the Living Dead for the scene in which Christopher George rescues Katarina McColl from a premature burial. Calvary Cemetery is also the final resting place of actor Joe Spinell, star of William Love Stig's Maniac, who was supposed to play the Leo Rossi role in Maniac Cop 2, but died before shooting commenced. Could you imagine fucking Maniac and Mani- and well, Cordell? Combining with Maniac Cop? Oh my God. That, that would have been epic. Like, just hands down, like, just Boom, mind blown. Them going to that fucking prison together would have Yo, been. I just oh, want to see I want to see Cordell sitting in his little apartment though with all the fucking um mannequins. Yeah, all the weird mannequins and shit. Just him sitting oh. there, like pissed off in the corner. But, like you know, you know what would have been cool to you know, just to as a as a nod if they would have showed his grave there at the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the cemetery, like that would have been, that would have been a fucking really, really cool little thing that, you know, they wanted him for the movie. They couldn't have him, but boom. Hey, you're still in here, buddy. Real quick. What other movie was Leo Rossi in? And we should all know this. Oh, well, way to put us on. Significantly different. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you should. I I don't know. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm tapped. Sorry, bud. Halloween 2. Oh, he came up with Amazing Grace. Come sit on my oh, face. Oh, come sit on my face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's his first. I think that's his first movie, Halloween 2. Hell yeah. That was uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That'll be this All Halloween's right. review. So uh, Larry Cohen originally wanted Laureen Landon character to be paralyzed instead of killed off. What the fuck? How do you think that would have changed the movie? It's not Batgirl. Yeah, she could have been the Oracle. You know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you yeah, said, we it, but it, you okay. said it. It just literally took a second, though. I was like, wait a minute. Didn't realize how fucked up it was? Okay. Uh, <laughs> love it. So Lustig considers Maniac Cop 2 to be his best film, saying it was the film I felt though myself and my crew were really firing at all cylinders. And I think we made a terrific B movie and also thinks it's superior to the first maniac cop movie. Ooh. Like I stated I will earlier, that it is better than maniac cop one, but yes. it's not better than maniac. It, it's uh. not better than maniac, but it is better than maniac cop. Oh, yeah. the first one. Yeah, definitely. So uh, last one here, real life NYPD detective Bo Deedle has a cameo appearance as himself. Sam Raimi reprises his role as a television newscaster from the first film. And as we said earlier, Danny Trejo has a brief role as a prisoner. So Sam Raimi was in the newscast. Okay. I need to go back in because I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't I need to see. I didn't either. I was like, <laughs> although if I am going to do that, I'm definitely hopping back to Shutter. So, yes, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yes. Right? Yeah, dude. TJ's like, I'm not listening to that fucking quality shit again. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, if I find a, a good copy of that Undertaker movie, I'll share it with you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. 
little Dude. sidebar here. There's one of the most disturbing scenes I've ever seen in a film where uh, Spinell strings a girl up, guts her, and then has sex with a corpse. But oh. not but not with the but not with the uh, sexual parts, uh with the intestines. Oh, uh, lovely. Uh, lovely. Yeah. They don't show it, but they kind of show him like moaning and shit standing over the body. I mean, yeah. and if you found it, if you, you know found it up. shocking. It's it's pretty shocking. It's a movie they found unfinished at his house after he died. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's his hmm. true last film. Well, hot and it's disgusting, and you guys will love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, right. Oh, and it was uh, funded by the mob. Oh, okay, oh, I do remember lovely. reading about this. <laughs> yes, yes, it's awesome. So, continuing on, uh, where are we, John? We're done with the uh, behind the scenes. So, yes. What do you got for question wise, boy? Well, okay, uh, I have too many big questions in this one because this was a. Like I said, man, this was a perfect sequel, dude. Like, gave you action, gave you gore, gave you nonstop. You know what? Now that we're talking about the first one, though, I do remember the first one being a lot slower paced. Like, it was a little bit more soap opera drama bullshit. Yeah. It was all the love interest crap between Bruce Campbell and that other chick. Um, But why does he sound like Lou Ferrigno and the Hulk during the fight scene? (laughs) (laughs) it's that monster quality man yeah no it is all right and uh so going along kind of with that scene when uh what's his name fucking manson there i'm gonna say when he actually asked him like what happened does he actually tell him the story because we see the whole fight scene or does he just like think about it there silently while while manson's fucking just looking at him like wait for the answer I think if we if they actually showed that scene, Manson would just be staring at him and like, Cordell's just sitting there, you know. <laughs> a little bit of drool coming down her. <laughs> <Just, laughs> fucking fucking fish sticking out of his mouth. Oh, Other than that, and uh, that's all I got, unless you guys got any questions. This I feel like this one was this pretty straightforward. Fun. As yeah. the director said, the movie's too fast paced for you guys to realize the plot holes. Right. Well, like, my my biggest question, ooh. because in the first movie, you know, it, it's about revenge. He wants revenge because he was set up and he knows he was set up. Right, right, right. Why, why, why is he teaming up? Teaming up with the bad, with, with basically the psycho. You know, I get, I get it. He's a maniac cop. I get it. I get you, buddy. But why, why, why? You know what I mean? That never, that part never made sense to me. Hmm. maybe just because he knew he knew he needed some alibis to get into the prison so it was you're just, you're you're a fucking that, undead cop honestly like, maybe because of the fact that he was a cop and he knew what was needed gonna to have, get right. back into that prison to get his ultimate revenge so maybe, he was ultimately yeah. using him as a tool and he ended right. up him on fire at the end of the movie anyway. yeah 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 so all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that one. I'll say, as you think about it, too, it, the first one was a revenge story. He is right. going against cops. But this is him. Yeah. They put him there. Final revenge, taking it right. Step. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see the third one because I feel like you got some real good closure at the end of this one. Ha! So <laughs> I guess not. Do you're going to ruin everything, everything you just saw. Drop off. All right. Real quick. <laughs> Quality. Right. 
Here's what I'm going to say in the third one real fast. Yeah. His eyes are different. Okay. That's your t- and you want to know why I tell you that? Because there well, was a fucking eye color. So I'm going to leave it at that. Well, because it got burned out, dude. No. <laughs> all, no. All, I'm gonna say, no. all I'm going to say about the third one, and this should be everything you need to know right. about Selby's voodoo. Selby. Voodoo. 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 Oh. Oh, so we're talking weekend at Bernie's two style here. All right, let's do it. Yeah, we're talking like yeah. <laughs> listen, Andy I'm always gonna weekend at Bernie's too. Listen, I love some cheese, man. So you know, you gotta <laughs> yeah, spread it on. Nineties cheese, nineties cheese. Was yeah, right. Nineties cheese was definitely a little different. But I do have one last question, Jim. And uh, so Manson's little house here was it in a fucking sewer? No, no, it was uh, in a basement type thing. And the only reason I asked sewer, because when they came back and they were actually, uh, the detective was investigating, there was like, you heard water running and you see like water shimmering up against the wall. So I was like, what the fuck is that? I always, I I always thought they were in like an abandoned, like warehouse basement or some shit, you know, like. Just because it was weird. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be Frank Zito. Okay. Done. Little hideaway. That's all you need. What, what what was Frank Zito's hideaway in Maniac? I, I think it was just in an abandoned Something building. along the same lines, correct? Right. Yeah. I was just wondering if it was in a sewer because I was wondering where all the water was potentially coming from because there was a lot of water sounds going on, but they didn't actually show it. In. See, then that would have led to the eventual TMNT crossover Ooh. with the other 1990 yes. live action film. Yes. <laughs> Which is why there's a rap song. I'm just saying either that or he runs into fucking uh, part eight as he's chasing down what's her name at the end. <laughs> that would have been an interesting They're match. All the sewers, yeah. They both, they both get washed away. That'd be great, dude. <laughs> they just all intersect. But nope, that's all it for my questions, gentlemen. What's that would got? be a funny cartoon, actually, showing Michelangelo like in the sewers and accidentally hitting the, <laughs> the uh, toxic waste release in part, not in part eight. And you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, what was that, bro? Like, walk away, and then just Jason getting fucking flooded. <laughs> <laughs> like, suck, you can't swim, bro. Meanwhile, <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Mommy, let me drown. <laughs> oh, He's just sitting there waiting for a fucking pizza, hitting shit. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't want an MCU. We want an 80s TMNT yes. Maniac crossover. Yes, that is what <laughs> we want. <laughs> Can I say there was one spot of this film, dude, at the and it was towards the end when he was on fire, but he he did a literal meme, and it's an older meme, but it was when you're so angry, you use a motherfucker to go against another motherfucker. Another motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> and he threw the asshole up at the other two guys, and I was like, oh my god, that's great, dude. He literally did a flaming catapult to light those motherfuckers with that motherfucker. <laughs> yes. That was classic. He arguably might be one of the strongest slasher uh, villains we've ever encountered as oh, yeah. wanting to throw people through the wood, but to literally run through a fucking solid concrete wall. Right? Yes. Never Even using that. somebody as a battering ram, still. You know what I mean? doesn't matter. Like, you're still a solid concrete wall. Like, holy shit. Uh, guys, douche. Ooh. Commissioner. 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 Yeah. That's Hello. what I put. I said Commissioner Doyle. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so, uh, boys, Ooh. it's not cranberry sauce. No, it's not. It is not. But favorite kill, mine. Mm. Mm. 
I really like the subtlety of the kill of the, the guard sleeping. Ooh, the, yeah. the through the, the, the darkness break. of the bars. Yo, he likes the neck break, man. That's like his go-to. You know mm. what I mean? More so than the baton step. It just okay. shows how, how uh, slick he is. I got mine. Ooh, okay. beginning, a beginning, not the whole massacre of the police station. When he's coming through the shooting range, okay, see him and he just walks out like, yeah. So, I the, just, so the actual like reveal, like yeah, full on reveal. The first part of that police scene, and then he comes in, cocks up the gun, and then he goes out like right as it ends there. That's my favorite kill. Here's a question: What what looked cooler, the uh? The shop, like the convenience store scene or the uh, shooting range? Shooting. I got to go with shooting range. Shooting I don't range. know, man. I did like the convenience store scene, dude. Especially because, like, he shot him. All that shit fucking shattered behind him, dude. He didn't fucking You just see this big hulking silhouette. Quiet, dude. Like, <laughs> you're fucked. Like, uh, you know, I... dude. That's what, the, that's what that's the Freddy Jason reveal should have been. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want to take that scene and put that uh, Freddy versus Jason music over it now. Yes. <laughs> Dude, what? Oh, man, Scoob, what do you got for yours? I got to still think on this one. So that, that whole end scene where he's on fire, you know, that that's that's my favorite. Those are my favorite kills, you know, just the way he just fucks everybody up. If I'm he's going like, out, I'm going out with everyone. Exactly. And yeah. he, he literally fucking got his revenge. He fucking, you know, he, he just fucking killed everybody he wanted to kill so those scenes and just the fact that he's on fire the entire fucking time <laughs> right. you know like the entire time this fool's on fire just demolishing everybody yeah. those are my favorite kills you know not to almost copycat on and ride on your back and steal your steez there bud but i feel like i almost have to agree like it's a tie because that's almost it's a whole scene so it has to also deliberately go to favorite scene but there's so many kills of him just using himself on fire as a weapon yes and that's just yeah. fucking awesome <laughs> like, that's a lot shit. of fuel they gotta burn for that stunt man right that can transition into the best scene question Ooh, yes i mean so again mine would be very hard only because it looks and aesthetic wise would have to be the uh grocery store scene but ultimately, I'd have to give it to the shooting range reveal. It's too cool. It's too cool. I mean, that whole cop sequence, dude, was fucking, like I said earlier, dude, it was full on Terminator, but it was great. Oh, yeah. Like, you wish he had the shotgun and the automatic, dude, just fucking rolling around. <laughs> just fucking shit up as he's going along. Right? But, man, like, dude, he throws that one cop. How many fucking boards does he bust through, dude, when he, like... Six? Six? Dude, he goes, he goes. Dude, he fucking hawked him, man. It was like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's a tie between the whole police station scene and the fire, but I'm going to have to give it to the fire myself, like I said earlier. Dude. Harvey just really wanted to see a Frank Zito running through scalping bitches. Dude, if you just saw him, like, running, like, escaping prison, dude, with oh, all the inmates at the end or something. Pulling people back, just, just fucking, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine, dude, like how twist ending would that be if like Zito came out and like scalped that female cop, dude, like towards the very end? Uh, like, yeah. Right? yeah, yes, that like, would be awesome. Fucked would that be? You'd just be like, what? Now oh, that man. would be a cool thing. Cordell sitting in the corner with a lit, and you just see him hammering her fucking scalp into the mannequin. You just hear music playing and it just zooms out. That'd be perfect. Damn. 
Why and then what could have been? Maniacs. See, Boom. even better yet, you have the scalp dude, and then he takes his baton and then just stabs it in one of the things and then sits down. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like their combined artwork or some bullshit, dude. Hey, we never watched that Maniac short we, we talked about. Oh, the little... I forgot about that, dude. Oh, oh man. Watch it. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're on for what? Favorite scene? Yeah, dude. What's your favorite scene about? I hate to be the one to make it what? The, the second one, but the fire. That whole ending. Yep. It's, I, I like other scenes, but that one's just... It's over the top. But it's terrifying because he's on fire. Yeah. Like, he's literally a ball of flame. You For don't want to touch him, so but you want to try and kill him. Which one are you going to do? <laughs> right. You're yeah. going to hide around the corner and fucking get burned like everybody else. That's what they're going to do. Oh. But yeah, for me too, that, I mean, like I said, that's my favorite. Those are my favorite deaths. That's my favorite scene of the movie. You know, just, just him on fire. Just it's hands down for me, the best scene. Did you notice how he actually looks kind of smaller when he's on fire? He doesn't look so like fucking. Well, because it's the stunt man. Yeah, I mean, the stunt. No, yeah. I, know, I know, but I'm just, I thought that it was kind of like. Oh, they dude. they could have done a little better job, you know, bulking up the shoulders a little bit, you right. know. Just it's the exact opposite of what it is in the burning, if you guys remember correctly. Right? Yeah. What they could have done also. Was, um, <laughs> we love you, Chad. Oh, Chad, you're so sweet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Boo this man. Boo yes. Boo you. <laughs> Oh, that scene was really like make it not so like perfect looking. Anybody else notice that? Wait, what was that, bud? His face in the burn scene, it doesn't look like it's burning. Yeah, yeah. It's like the only thing that's not on fire, but it's like you well, know, if the it was the see. actual makeup, it would melt and drip. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean, like, so I'm gonna guess it was a, it was probably like a, a flame retardant version of the makeup that probably didn't look the best to begin with as it had to right. be flame retardant. It just had to look the part as he was running on fire. Hey, man, it's it just... worked for me, dude. Yeah. 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 Still, dude, it such a... Opening movie. scene! Yeah, it was the whole ending of the black and last one, dude. Of course. It's great. Bruce Campbell. It brings Bruce Campbell. Your... Can't go wrong. Catches nope. you right up if, if you don't know, if you, you know, you haven't watched the first one in a long time or ever. So that's a yes. Uh, <laughs> you almost don't have to. Now, with Best Hits Hottest Girl, uh, oh, which Ripper? Cheryl. Yeah, mm. Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. But, I mean, the other ladies are nice, dude, but something you know, about that long, curly, fucking black hair, dude. Just, just mm. the long black hair in general. Right? Give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> Bobby's yeah. like, I need, I need some time. Score. No. Oh, man. Yes. It was great. Yes. Oh, yeah, totally 80s. And uh, Steve? I, I liked it. You know, it, it's that total late 80s, early 90s feel to the movie. And then, of course, they had to throw in that that rap in there also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Can't that go wrong segues with that. to best song, which would then be the rap song. The Maniac rap? Uh, uh, I, have a me, I have a contender. For me, that's not my, that's not my favorite. That's not okay. my favorite. My favorite was Turkle singing the Cordell song oh, in yeah, the, yeah. when he's in the jail cell. That's my favorite oh, song you know what? in the movie. That didn't even register on mine for a fucking thought, but 
That's a great pick, dude. You know something? I'm going to have to disagree with him on that one because that is a great fucking tune. I was actually going to say the uh, the song that they were playing right at, right between, or right during the strip club montage. As they were coming into that strip club, they were playing some like, I don't know, some fucking like funk disco shit there. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I enjoyed it. I was like, this is perfect, dude. You see that one dude getting a fucking shit, like she's getting the shadow lap dance bullshit. Like, uh, so, favorite character? Mine's going to be Turkle. Dude. Yes. Robert, Robert Dobby's character for me. Okay. Turkle, dude. Turkle is great. I love Cordell, too. So both of them, Cordell and Robert Dobby. I felt with Turkle, Cordell definitely kind of got a little bit of a side seat for a second. Yeah, for for a lot of the movie, because it it all has to do with the dialogue. You know what I mean? There's really no... Cordell's not saying shit. You know, he's just the menacing figure behind this mouth. Yeah, It's like Freddie Jason. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you know, I kind of like he had his own little squad when they were breaking into the prison at the end. You know? That interaction, but if it was Frank Zito. Yeah. Ooh. And yeah. it was like, it, 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 was bubbly. it was his upscale bubbly personality. Oh, so, like when he's, when, when he's, when he's yes. using on women? All right. Yeah. So I tell, think you would get, so I think you what do you want to do, Cordell? What do you want to do? And you know, like, what if he's just like sweet talking him, dude? And he's not like crazy crazy. until he goes into fight mode. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Look, there's there's a dimension where this happened. There's a dimension where this happened. It's right here on Gormore. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) World Forty Two. Yes. Oh man. So was it scary? Uh, No, it was an action movie version of the first one. Yeah. Well, as the, okay, so the first time I saw this movie, I was what ninety. I was eight years old. Okay, picked it out at the damn video store. I remember going and I saw the cover and I was like, I want to watch that, Dad. My dad was a huge horror buff, so anytime we'd go, we'd get a horror movie. You know, yeah. mom, mom hates them, but whatever. Yeah. So we picked it, we watched it, and as a kid, I was scared shitless of this movie. Yeah. An eight-year-old kid. I oh, was yeah. scared shitless. Now, now I watch it. It's not scary. But as a kid, this movie scared the shit out of me. Yes, we talked about the comparisons between part eight. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely the, uh, the water. The water. water oh, and, yeah. Uh, scary. I could definitely see where being a kid, and I'm sure Brody would probably also agree, because he said this has been a long-time uh, favorite of his. As a kid, dude, I only imagined that scene where he finally is revealed, dude, in the firing range would definitely be like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, like shit your pants, like, like, <gasps> like hide behind the pillow, but still be watching like, Ugh! you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I so as an adult, no, but as a pretty, kid, yeah, it, it was a, it was pretty scary when he caught that chainsaw one fucking handed. I was also impressed. <laughs> I was like, holy and it shit. didn't cut the glove. It didn't cut right? the glove. Either. No, it, it, it was fucking hand at all. He was just like, nope, stop the fucking blade. Like, like how I'm fucking a- strong is this dude? Like, pretty fucking strong. Shout out to Seth Gilly. What up, up, Seth? What's up? What's up? Oh, I love this fucking picture, too. Man. I want to be evil. I want to be evil. <laughs> Does it hold up today, boys? 
<sighs> I feel like yes, but I feel like maybe you could uh, date a little bit. Well, you know what? To be fair, I haven't watched the updated uh, 2K version at least. So this is true. Let's give it a watch on a higher quality, and then let's see if it holds up. Yeah, I, okay. I would say do Agreed. that. Uh, if yeah. I was going to say, this kind of leads into the next question. Yeah. I'm going to say, if you were to remake it, the only thing I would definitely want to be done is like his... Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. sorry I'm sorry. You I created so a far segment ahead, for this. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was the acting good or bad? It's all right. It wasn't, it wasn't Oscar-worthy, you know, acting, but it was... It wasn't. It wasn't like the first one where it was very how, how you said earlier, John. It was very Dolly. soap opera ish. Yeah, soap opera ish. This job. one. This one was not. This one. I mean, the acting was very good. You know, yeah. for for uh, a, for a B movie, it was great acting. For what Claudia, was, yeah. Claudia's acting at certain scenes seemed off putting, no. but also could have been because of the way she was IRL. Right. And true. but Davi took his role very seriously, so I'd say it was good for me. Yeah, he did. He he always was good with the very serious cop role. He does that very well. So he did pretty damn good for this film. I mean, as usually per standard slasher, dude, we're dealing with people that have never acted before, and they're like, this is one of the first couple roles. But you know, this one, I, it did add some other people that you've seen in other shit before and bigger stuff. Brody says okay. in the comments, they are turning Maniac Cop into a TV show. Not anymore. I yeah. can promise you, after this year, they are not. Uh, damn! Great I, I I do have a great idea for a fan film, though. I must say, I won't give away anything, but I do have a great idea for a fan film. Maniac Cop the series. You know what? Maybe it would be done somewhere else other than here. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we would have to hold that one off. You know, if the Aussies <laughs> get on that shit, I'll watch it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to spin off on Rossi's character, bro. You could have a whole movie on him alone. Yeah. Oh yeah! You kidding me? I'd love to see that uh, stripper fascination. Like, part. why is he? Like, why does he want to collect their eight by tens? You know what I mean? Ooh, there's a question for you, gentlemen. And I don't even know if you could answer this. It's been a long time since I've been in a strip club myself personally, but the eight by ten thing definitely used to be a thing in the day. You could go get a fucking like quick photo printout with any of the strippers or of just like their own. Well, I'm going to guess that that's, exactly that's still, what that's a reference to. I was going to say, do you still think that's a thing nowadays? No, because of cell phones. Yeah. I, I've, they I don't, don't usually allow you to... Last I knew... And shit, dude, last, I'm, I'm dating myself here, but last time I went to a titty bar was like 07. It's uh, so I don't so even know. you're not even no. talking smartphones, but I remember they were pretty like on edge even with camera phones. Like If they saw your phone out, they were fucking... You know, like, hey, put that shit away. I don't know. I don't partake in these ship clubs a lot. Like you said, man, it was uh, the last time I went is when I first started dating the wife. She's like, hey, let's go. And I was like, well, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, that was the last time that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a thing like here in, in Texas. I don't I don't know no. if that was ever a thing. No, you know? I don't. I, not to my knowledge. No. Fair enough. Damn it, Chad. <laughs> Chad's okay. our He's huge uh, enough. So the next question is cinematography. And uh, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to take this. Yes. So cinematography on this was done by James Lemo. James Lemo worked with the director uh, Lustig on a couple other films, including Vigilante 
and Fear City, which came subsequently after this film, also on Relentless and The Last Fight. So I, I'd say he kind of finished cinematography around 1994 and hasn't done a ton since. But I will say the cinematography in this film in particular is fantastic, and it absolutely reaches what it was set out to accomplish as it establishes uh, Cordell to be this massive hulking beast of a man, but also allows to like portrays New York City as this dark, dirty underbelly thing, which a lot of 80s films tends to do around this era. 80s, so not, 80s New York was dirty as fuck. Uh, yeah, to, to give a cover, yeah. <laughs> so I'd say cinematography, better than good, better than average, I'd say uh, it's part of what can be attributed to making this film great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I can get I can get behind that. It had some wicked looking shots too. Dude, the lighting in a lot of the shots is definitely like dude, just like that, you know, the nice reveal. You knew it was coming, but they did it so nice, you know what I mean? The, the sheets were completely lit up, but everything was blacked out. Mm -hmm. Oh, really, Chad? All right. Oh. Well, fuck. I guess I'm the only pervert here. <laughs> Damn. Can I just say side note, I love Brody's little picture of the yes. grape fucking. I think he made that. Did he? Yeah. It's even better. <laughs> Brody is a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so premise boys or cinematography. You guys have anything about cinematography? I, dude, I feel like done well. no, you said oh. it spot on. Premise. Loved it. Yeah. It earlier enough. Yeah. Another great slasher. Now, John. Yes. Now you may talk about Recycle, Rewind, or Remake. Sorry, and I didn't mean to jump the gun. I apologize. In the realm of Remake, give in me your casting. Give me your casting, boys. Oh, casting? Ooh. Oh, wow. So I would probably say oh. Josh Brolin would be the detective. Um, who would play Manson? Oh, man. You know, I would almost like to say... I'd like to see Elijah Wood play that, but just because we saw him in 2012 Maniac. So you want me to fuck with you? Purple Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mexican oh, now, yeah. Dude, right? Yeah. Hey, bro. Is that I what you said you. last time, bro? I told you. I claimed yeah. him. I claimed him. He is officially Mexican now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This came up yeah. in our last review of Aliens, I believe it was. But, oh, dude, you, you know what? That would be a good pick, man, because. A lot of people he's, give him shit, man, but he's good. He's got man. range, man. That dude's Bro. got range. Like, okay. range. And are you ready for Cordell? Doug Tate. Ooh. Doug Tate. Why do I, okay. Oh, oh you Sasquatch. mean um, Sasquatch. Uh, Jason at the end of Freddy versus Jason. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Sasquatch. Tell me that that wouldn't be perfect for Cordell and like a modern take. He also did Swamp Thing. No, not Swamp Thing. Uh, what's his okay. name? So, not, uh, and I don't know. No, that was. So Derek Mears did that. Derek Mears did Swamp Thing. So I'd say Doug Tate, actually. As long as they did the makeup right. You know what I mean? But I mean, they, yeah. even with like make, with remakes, you know, they, they always change a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I'd want to just see the uh, – I'd want to see a better face fuck up. Maybe yeah. not so zombified like in number two, like a little bit more still flesh tone like number one. But Maybe a little more – Better. Char. I'm a little more char here. 
and absolutely no CGI, none, all no. practical no. effects, all practical effects, everything. I agree with that. Yeah, kind of like our last film, right? Hmm. Good example. Absolutely. No, I. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to fully remake this. I feel like uh, Chad I would just... said rewind unless they remake them all. Yeah, Ooh, actually, that's, yeah, that's... yeah, it's a good point. Good I thing mean, Chad's this... watching so we can write down the score. Right. So, I mean, this could almost be uh, an Evil Dead Two situation where you don't even need to watch the first one; it just restarts it. You're like, gives you kind of a little bit of the first one. Like, here you go. This is what you need to know. Boom, bada, boom. And, and go right two, into it, yeah. Then, yeah, two and three is his own thing. So, I mean, you could do that, but, you know, that. I don't know. Could go either way. So, score, gentlemen. Let's upset Brody. Steve, you're the Maniac I, Cop guy. I am the Maniac Cop guy. So, of course, I am giving it a five out of five. It is one of my favorite, favorite movies. It is one of my favorite characters. One of my favorite slashers other than Jason. And five out of five. Love it. Yes. John? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. You know what? I'm going to give it a uh, four and a half. Bobby? 4.6. I'm going to give it a 4.8. Where's that hate comment coming from? Come on, Brody. Give us a hate comment. Or more score of a 4.7 out of 5 for Maniac Cop 2. You know Not what? Bad. That's good. That's a uh, high fucking score. Yeah, it is, dude. That's a lot higher. That's gotta be a lot That's higher, higher than, than the mutilator. And, and that was pretty high. Song, dude. And that's <laughs> our theme song. Yo, but you know what? As great as that movie is, oh, do I dare say the song is better than the movie? No, you can say that. Uh okay, shout yeah. out to lead host over at Box Office Banner and Dubak Sports, Brandon Staudenheimer. He recently partaked and the Arrow video release of The Mutilator and watched it, watched it for the first time and fell in love with it just as hard as we all did. Hook in the puss. Yes, old hook in the puss. That's right. <laughs> hey, Lance is back. What's up, Woo! brother? What's so up? Just a quick shout out to all the show sponsors, Horror Costume Studios, Horror School Customs, Cabin 13, Masks by Lance, Brown Space Films, and death style graphics find those on facebook and instagram all as i mentioned of course find this podcast on the Dubac discussion podcasting network home to other podcasts john you want a shot at redemption oh god you're, oh fuck dude all right so we know we got 10 here all we right go. so we're gonna start with gore and more which we're already here and i'm gonna go with the other easy one for me wake and bake <laughs> We have Wicked Wednesdays with the lovely Tisa Wicked. We have Box Office Banter. We have Rabbit Hole. We have Dream Warrior Review. We have Power Hour. We have Jerk the Curtain. We have Black Lodge. And wait, 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 wait. Comics and Kaijus. There we go. And coming Ooh. soon in two weeks, show number 11, Somewhat Supernatural, hosted by Scooby Steve. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Damn, dude. Dubak is just fucking bringing you the content. John, you have no questions for Vasquez. <sighs> Do I? You have no questions for Vasquez. Oh, hey, Vasquez. <laughs> yeah. 
Does everyone ever confuse you for being a man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm a little slow on the uptake. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I should have been ready for it. I should have been ready for it. Uh, okay, Chad, let me justify the score for you. The ending drew inspiration from the thing with the fire. I don't know, man. I was really super entertained the whole way through. Remember, just because... Also, you know, how could Chad make that comment when didn't he, like, get a huge pop in our messages after he watched this film? Yeah. Yeah. That? Didn't Chad pop in our messages for this? Like, he was like, this film's awesome. Was oh. like, yeah. So, like, Chad, I'm sure you'd give it a higher score, too, buddy. I, I'm interested to see what you would give it, though. Type it in, bud. Type it in. Yeah, come on, so Chad, what, would, what would your score be, Chad? Yeah, what would your score be? So, guys, transitioning into our discussion segment of the show yes. a little bit before I actually have to go to work and the kid is with her mother. So let's talk a little bit about horror news and so much other things. Uh, oh, bro. Halloween. What's going on? The conjuring. Conjuring. Is there a oh, so all every time. yeah, you're all talking everything at the earliest. You're talking 2021. Yep, all put. Halloween has been pushed back to October 2021. Uh, the Conjuring as well. Um, not October though, I don't think. And I think uh, actually no, Candyman. See 4. that? Five. Nice. Candyman. They haven't said anything yet, but I- I'm telling you right now, give it a couple more weeks. That date will be pushed. I mean, Halloween was the only film that released a statement as to why, which. When are we getting new mutants? Ooh. 2025, baby. You shut your fucking mouth. Damn Listen, it. I'm being positive. It, it could be 2030 <laughs> for all the way it's going. 2040, you know, we're all getting old. Right? I don't give a fuck about Marvel movies. Fun fact, the last Marvel movie I watched in theaters was Civil War. Uh, okay. New mutants makes me want to watch a marvel movie that's fair well because it looks the course huh? listen man i'm i mean are you gonna are you going to watch the next doctor strange being that it's directed by sam raimi yes okay there's I, that, I, there's, that, there's exceptions okay that's fine that's fine i mean that that feels just because obviously you know so close to the horror community everything like and you know obviously that's how it's going to be filmed at least in some of them Oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure we'll have some uh, Easter eggs and some oh, apps and stuff. I'm, I hope so. I don't see the Necronomicon at one point. It ain't cool. Oh, fuck. Could I'm you imagine? Spider Man, bro. Or at least, like, give us Campbell as fucking. Uh, God damn it. Who the hell was he supposed to be in Spider Man for? Oh, um, they just had him in the fucking newest one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what Prowler. Was what? No, no, no. no. Oh, um, um, the collector or whatever the fuck his name is? No, the dude with the fucking fishbowl head. Uh, Mysterio, oh, Mysterio. Jesus yeah. Christ. Chad is literally screaming at us right now. He doesn't have to type <laughs> in. I know <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, he was supposed to play him in, in Raimi's Spider-Man 4. So if they could, for some reason, give us that, I'd be that would be my fucking ultimate, dude. Lance you know what? I, Guys, I, Lance yeah. the hot take. Give us digital releases, then do encore presentations and theaters letters. Right. And you know what? I mean, look at all the old films they're playing now, man, and they are just making fucking bank. No context needed. We can all hear that in our heads. 
Yes. <laughs> Steel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised he almost didn't write you fucks at the end. <laughs> now it's going to come in. Gonna come uh, in. I love it. Yo, I did. Gentlemen, I don't know if you guys have seen it, though, but I did actually catch one new horror movie. I mentioned it to TJ yesterday uh, that dropped this year, and that was The New Invisible Man. Oh, yes. Dude, how'd really you good. like it? Let me hear it. It was. I was hoping maybe for a little bit more horror, but I can understand why it didn't go that route. But it ultimately, it was still a great movie. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies. Have I yeah. talked about Yummy yet? Yummy? No. It is a zombie film where this girl goes in to get her breasts reduced, and about how right as she's about to go get put under, a zombie outbreak happens in the basement of the facility. Yummy. Yep. Yummy. Awesome. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to watch that. It sounds <laughs> it sounds very interesting. Sounds delicious. Sounds yummy. <laughs> Lance, was it the original Lost Boys? Wow. Well, seeing that John didn't avoid it like uh, COVID-19, then no, it's not. Horror games. Uh, just, those who remain, I just got a horror game that we talked about yesterday uh, on Wake and Bake. Yes, dude. That uh, I did get to check out the trailer, seeing it kind of lagged out on us yesterday. So sorry for anybody that watches that stream. Um, but no, man, that looked actually pretty interesting. Have to let me know how it goes when you first when you get into it a little bit. Yep, for sure, for sure. TGA, uh, that sweet fucking ultimate city hunter crud too. Yeah, oh, right. So uh, NECA is dropping some more Predator love, and we're getting that ultimate uh, city Predator next week. If you guys don't know, I have a quite the collection of NECA Predator figures. Oh, yeah, so, dude. Yeah. And um, also, NECA has now opted to continue the Friday the 13th Ultimate Part 7. Yes. Thank God. Which and, tells us and all you can see right here. Right? they all are with other ones in the boxes yeah. <laughs> i only can't have, see mine I you only, can't see mine but mine are back there on that shelf right there uh, along with all my my masks i gotta say bud when you flipped your light on earlier when we right before we started recording because you're like ah it's fucking too dark i was impressed with how much shit just was like Pfft. dude i, I have i have so much shit that. man look i mean look this is my uh my my Jason, oh wow, my, my Michael over there. I got masks over there. I did. I got tons of shit, man. Like hell yeah, dude. I've been collecting for years. I have, yeah. I love horror. Horror's my thing, man. Like right. oh. my kids, both of my kids are named after characters from horror movies. My heart. Oh, what's my son? Heart? My son is Damien, <laughs> obviously oh, from The Omen. My daughter is Samara from really? Marine. That's yeah. awesome, dude. So you know. I got lucky that that I have, you know, baby mamas that were like okay with it. They're like, yeah, sure, go ahead and name them whatever you want. There you go. Nice, so. dude. Where is my daughter's name from? Part three, Nightmare Part Three. There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. She she so. told me the other day she lost her needle hands in the ammo pin. I was very sad. Oh no. Ouch. That sucked. Where the hell was she? Was it? It's not like you guys can go anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna guess it was on a backpack. Maybe. Was it lost during mid move? Maybe. She said it was prior, so I'm gonna guess she probably took it to school. 
Oh, that sucks. Damn. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. It does. Well, I think that that's all for this episode of the Goremore Podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Steve, for filling in. Anytime, man. Anytime. Steve, it was a pleasure. Anytime, fellas. Anytime. Oh, yeah, dude. Remember to catch uh, Somewhat Supernatural debuting in two weeks with your host, Scuba Steve. There we go. Okay, guys. Well, this is your host of the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. And this is your host, Big Johnny D, saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your host, Killing Machine Cosplay, Bobby Amon, saying, I'll kill you later. And this is your guest host, Scuba Steve, saying, catch you on Somewhat Supernatural. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>